And welcome, everybody, to episode number 30 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at P. Fedoff. Again, that's at P's and Paul. T's and Tom. H-I. T's and Tom again. O-F-F, Frank Frank. For all Notre Dame athletic updates, please go to my Twitter account. And episode 30 is presented by BetUS.com. Bet with three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for 125% bonus using promo code DSP125. Again, that's DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. Again, that's DSP200. And bet sports, casinos, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid, BetUS.com. Today is the Syracuse recap, a big 41-24 to win over Syracuse as I look at the stats here. There's a lot still to clean up, especially on offense and at quarterback. Kind of what I predicted in my uh, Syracuse preview, I thought if we could get maybe a, a pick six or a turnover to get a quick score because Syracuse is coming off that somewhat of a, I wouldn't say a heartbreaker, but tough loss to Clemson. That happened. First play of the game, Brandon Joseph, uh, safety transfer from Northwestern, gets a pick six. And we're up seven to nothing already. At first, I thought, oh my God, it looks like Kyle Hamilton. Obviously, that's not the case. He's in the NFL now playing with the Ravens, but that looked very similar to what Kyle Hamilton used to do uh, the past two to three years at Notre Dame when he played at Notre Dame. But what happened after that play pissed me off. It had to be Isaiah Foskey because they said number seven and the defense was out on the field at the time. Unsportsmanlike call, which made us kick uh, 15 yards. In back of the line of scrimmage, it gave Syracuse a great field position. And then we had a face mask. When I looked at that, though, on the replay, it didn't really look like a face mask. You put yourself in that situation before. Had you not had the penalty, that kick's probably going the end zone for a touchback. So we more or less had to uh, play defense with them returning the kick. And that caused what looked like at the time a face mask. It really wasn't. Don't put yourself in that situation. Then there's a couple other penalties. We're right at 7-7 again. But pretty much after that, except for some little scary moments in the third quarter, as I predicted, Tommy Reese pretty much went to the run game and pretty much north and south up the middle. He did try some lateral east and west stuff. I don't know why he did that because north and south was working up the gut the whole game. He tried to get a little cute, a little bit too much passing with Drew Pine. That's pretty much the biggest Achilles heel besides Tommy Reese play calling right now as the quarterback. This team could be really good if we had a quarterback right now. So in any event, when I watched our running game, especially early on, I mean, undersized defensive line for Syracuse, they could not stop us. It reminded me of 1988 to 1993, the Lou Holtz days. Pretty much Notre Dame never passed before. And I know we can't go back to the Lou Holtz days because that's a totally different offense back then. And really, we didn't pass the ball that much, even when we had Rick Meyer, who was more of a passing quarterback than Tony Rice. I think at the most 15, maybe 20 times a game, but that was rare. We pretty much ran the ball every single time. And the thing was, the opposing teams knew we were going to run the ball, but we still would run for 200, 300 yards. And it just reminded me of those, you know, good old days. And it kind of reminded me also when Ohio State was really good with Jim Tressel, even though they passed probably more than Notre Dame in that 88 to 93 time span. Jim Tressel was very conservative on offense. It was pretty much called Tressel ball, where pretty much relied on the run game, special teams, and good defense. So, again, just looking at my notes here, um, before I get into the stats, I just kind of want to get some, you know, talking points. Logan Diggs running really good last 
probably two to three games. Uh, he had a decent freshman season last year. There was always rumors he was going to transfer. Logan Diggs running hard, hanging on to the ball. Uh, we finally saw Deion Colsey, a pretty talented young receiver. I believe he's a sophomore. Finally getting the younger guys involved, like I said before. Jordan Patello had a uh, punt. He didn't have the punt blocked. Special teams have been fantastic, except for our kicker. He hasn't been – he's been pretty average this year. Uh, Blake Groupie from Arkansas State transfer. Uh, but Jordan Patello recovered the uh, blocked punt. He had two sacks as well. And then Aldrick Estime, I got to give the uh, props to the coaching staff. He's had a rough two weeks fumbling the ball, but they said, hey, this is ideal an ideal situation with an undersized defensive line. We're just going to hand you the rock pretty much 24-7. And they didn't do it 24-7, but he, when we get into the stats, he pretty much was the lead, uh, the lead uh, ball carrier for the game. I love the fact they said, hey, we still got confidence in you. And I could tell he was thinking a lot about, not in a bad way, but you could tell he was wrapping that ball up a lot better this week than he has the last two weeks. I mean, you don't want to think too much and have that uh, deteriorate your game at all. But I could tell he was thinking but not thinking, if that makes sense. He was you know, finally taking some steps to hang on to the ball better than he was. Had an excellent game. I mean, he he really had a bounce back game. So props up to Aldrick Estime. And then I don't another thing to Braden Lindsay. I only saw him on special teams during the press conference. Conference coach Freeman said he uh he was sick most of the week, but he was also playing special teams. So that seems a little bit weird there. Another block punt uh, on our special teams. Of all the coaches that I've pretty much had criticism of this year, which has been pretty much every single uh, special or uh, assistant coach on this new staff, Brian Mason, who we hired away from Cincinnati has done an excellent job. He gets an A plus so far for the season. I haven't seen any sort of major breakdowns on special teams, except for a few missed kicks. I mean, now we have three block punts in two games. He has done an excellent job. If only our offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator at times could take notes from him, we would, we wouldn't be five and three right now. Let's put it that way. Pretty much the D stepped up. They had a little uh, shaky moments in the third quarter when Syracuse was uh, coming back there. And I I got to not give them a pass, but when Syracuse's quarterback uh, got hurt and then they brought in that true freshman, Notre Dame had not game planned for that true freshman all week. So I think that helped Syracuse a little bit. But when we had to make a play, when Syracuse was driving to pretty much tie the game up, Howard Cross deflected the pass and then Maris Leofau had the interception. And then our offense, I got to give our offense credit, even though they've been our Achilles heel the whole year, they went down and scored a touchdown right away to pretty much put the nail in the coffin. Defense and offense working side by side, which we haven't really seen all year. That's that's some positive. There's a lot of negatives with this game, but that's one of the more positives about this game that I can say. So Cam Hart has got to become a better tackler. He had a better season last year. He's taken bad angles. The one big criticism yesterday, I saw the defense. There's just at times four or five times just horrible tackling. And that's been a problem all year. Benjamin Morrison, the uh, talented freshman, he probably one of his, I would say hits his worst game, but saying that it was still a, a solid game for him because he's had a tremendous season for a true freshman, but he took a bad, uh, bad angle for the first touchdown that Aronde Gaston Jr. Had they were picking on him pretty good as they should as a true freshman, but he settled down a little, but I would say that's probably his worst game. Like I said, the run game was stellar. Drew Pine, 9 of 19. It's 
that's the problem right now. It is what it is right now. And I tell you what, if we had a quarterback right now, I'm not saying national title, but this team, this team would go up this much tremendously. I mean, we would at least be seven and one. Let's put it that way, if not eight and oh. And I know people say you're nuts. You, you know, Ohio State had a bad game. They, sh- yeah, they may, they are a better team than us. But I think if we had a veteran quarterback, as I said before, I can't believe I've said this all year. Jack Cohn really saved us last year from having a similar season to this. Still, the defense had two turnovers, would have had three, but we had an offsides on that. Uh, what would have been another interception by Brandon Joseph? They, um, they would have had uh, three uh, interceptions and then a blocked punt. We more or less scored 21, or 21 points off the two interceptions and the blocked punt. So our offense really, even though they scored when they had to, when they got that uh, interception uh, to pretty much seal the deal, we, we can't rely on the defense and special teams to create points for this offense is what I'm trying to say. We have got to get more of uh, just solid drives as our own. Once we get into that 20, we just stall. So I like the noon kickoff. I wish they would do more of that. I know people like the 2.30 or the 7 o'clock game. I just feel like you can get up, get your adulting chores done, get ready for the day, and then you get done. You can do what else, whatever you want for the rest of the day, watch more football. It's always great watching football when your team wins earlier in the year or in the year earlier in the day. If we could just get a quarterback and have a really solid, if not, I don't even want to say high octane office, but a dependable offense that can score when they need to is what I'm trying to say. We have that bend, but don't break defense right now that we had during the whole today's. I know that's a whole different era, but to win a national championship now, you have to have a quarterback, a solid offense. Your defense doesn't have to be the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens or the 1970 Steel Curtain. Bend but don't break. That's what we had with the Holtz days. Solid offense. That wasn't flashy. It's just you, they just went right down the field rushing the football pretty much the entire game. Like I said, the defense knew what they were up against. They just could never stop it pretty much. This is what drives me nuts again with the offense. Tommy Reese did this when he was a quarterback at uh, Notre Dame. They get up to the line of scrimmage. Even after they huddle sometimes, sometimes they don't even huddle. They're ready to snap the ball, and then they look to the sidelines to do an audible or you know change the play, do whatever. Once you get out, I can see doing that once in a while, but it's every single play. They look to the sidelines to either get clarification, audible. Tommy Reese did the same thing. Just run the play. Just do it. You're making it harder than it needs to be, Tommy, right now. You had a good game plan yesterday, if not a great one, just going north and south up the middle. Then you try to get cute, going east and west, giving Drew Pine more looks down the field. And the thing is, the protection was pretty much good all game, the pass protection for Drew Pine. I mean, he was sitting back there for 10 seconds, it seems, some sometimes. But I think he gets, I don't know if it's nervous or just really excited. If he sees an open receiver, he either overshoots them it gets deflected for an interception he just misses them entirely simplify it for this he is a limited quarterback this he's not going to be cj stroud he's not going to be um joe montana i'm just trying to think of other you know great quarterbacks right now he's not going to be tua during his heyday he's not going to be the alabama quarterback who i never uh he won the heisman trophy last year i forget his name Stop making this more complicated than it needs to be. Keep it simple. You gotta, you're going to have to start getting creative and just use Drew 
for the strengths that he has right now and let the other guys pretty much support him because there's talent around him that can win some games, but it's got to be a collaborative effort. He can't win games on his own. So any event, thank you so much for uh, joining me for episode 38. And as always, go Irish.